0: Our favorite day of the week at yet another DC animated podcast is Game Night.
1: Although we usually play the Batman version of Monopoly. Where literally everything is owned by Bruce Wayne. We also
0: like jumping over to the Marvel Universe and playing Marvel Dice Throne. Marvel Dice Throne is a fast and fun board game for all ages. Each player selects one of eight heroes to face off in a head-to-head battle to see who earns the right to take the throne.
1: Gameplay involves strategically rolling a dice to activate special abilities, playing unique hero cards to manipulate results, and upgrading your hero
0: board to power up your stats. This is currently being crowdfunded on Kickstarter, and we'll have Kickstarter exclusives. So go there now to reserve your copy. This is yet another
1: DC animated podcast. Welcome to yet another episode yet another DC Animated Podcast. My name is Shamar Griffith, codenamed Comic Champs. And I am Andrew
0: Tejada, codenamed Arate. Andrew and I have known each other since 1996. That is the year the third Aladdin movie came out. <laughs> I know, that what? doesn't seem relevant. <laughs> but no, I'm not going to lie, it's to... my favorite Aladdin movie. <laughs> oh, King the of Thieves? Truth? Yeah. King of Thieves, I'm telling you, it's going to be relevant as soon as we get started. It's not clear why yet, but... Trust me, I there's a reason <laughs> well I'm still trying to figure out the
1: connection but um for the main part though we in season two which means that we're talking about the one the only the greatest show that probably hit our TV screens in the 2000s static shock
0: yes yes we are tired of waiting for Jaden Smith to become static shock as he promised us years <laughs> ago and we are going to devote this season to covering Static Shock's original animated series run. And
1: this one is such a great run. It is. There's so many people in it. In our episode here, we're going to be covering the first four episodes of the the series in season one so far. So that's going to be episodes Shock to the System, Aftershock, The Breed, and Grounded. All of these premiered in the year 2000. So on September 23rd, 2000, that's when we got introduced to Static Shock, including the voices of the series. And just because this time around, since it's a series, uh, we're going to cut back a little bit on the list here (laughs) because there's a lot of voice actors. (laughs) So this time around, though, we will drop in the main show's cast. And they are Phil Lamar, who is Virgil Hawkins, a.k.a. Static whose resume is longer than my entire existence on this planet. (laughs) We have Jason Marsden. So between being Max from A Goofy Movie and now Kid Flash and Impulse and Young Justice, he was Richie Foley. While he was once the kid who was on the stoop and was afraid to leave his stoop, he is now Francis F-Stop Hot Streak, as we have Danny
0: Cooksey here as Hot Streak in these first four episodes. I, I think there's some way this could be canon. I think he left the scoop. <laughs> and they got Move superpowers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got a new, some highlights. I think it works. Danica McKellar,
1: you might know her as Wendy from the Wendy Years. She's now currently voicing Miss Martian in Young Justice. But right now in our series, she is voicing Frida, the love interest of our young static here. We have Michelle Morgan, who, who was once Rosa Parks in the Boondocks. This was, I think, the funniest thing I saw. <laughs> She is Virgil's sister, Sharon Hawkins. We have also another long list of resume titles here for Kevin Michael Richardson, who is Voice and Static's dad, Robert Hawkins. And last but not least, we have some special guests here as we have Bumper Robinson, who pretty much was like every teenage heartthrob in the 90s as he's playing Derek Barnett Destruct in one of our episodes here. Telma Hopkins, a.k.a. Aunt Rachel from Family Matters is his mother, Mrs. Barnett. And finally, Andrew, this is my favorite one of all time. Kerrigan Mahan is voicing Edwin Alva. And you might, know, you might not know Kerrigan Mahan, but you might know either Jeb from VR Troopers or Goldar from the Zordon saga of Power Rangers.
0: That is a deep cut. And I love it. I love this man's dedication to evil over the years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This really was a throwback, and I enjoy it. My nostalgia is going crazy while watching these first four episodes. How about you?
0: Going into this, it's like, it's double layers. It's the feeling of going back to those days of childhood cartoons. And just all the 90s, 2000s references. Oh, man. There is just... There's just so much. It's a it's a wave of nostalgia that hits.
1: Yeah, and we're going to jump into this show now with our first episode, "Shock to the System, as we open up to the Warner Brothers logo. Bugs Bunny is on the side chewing his carrot. But then we get started on the hypest theme song I've ever heard in my entire life. There are no <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> there are no lyrics.
0: <laughs> they don't need them. A- they don't
1: need them. <laughs> but it really just does capture who Static is as a person. And it's just like, it was great to have this kind of theme song. It's basically a hype man just saying, here we go. Here we go. So I love it. As we open up to a scene
0: now of some criminals who are just, I, I don't know, stealing things. Um, they they are stealing boxy TVs. I this immediately again the nostalgia immediately hits because these are the boxiest top of the line TVs you could have had in two thousand. Oh yeah, these all. are these
1: are like two K like TVs, like two K HD TVs. If anything, I don't know if that was a thing, but <laughs> zero K TV. <laughs> so as they're stealing some things, we have our narration from static who jumps into the scene he turns on one of the tvs using some of his static electricity powers as now the criminal's freaking out so static is i love this entry already static is making some jokes the slack is on point even at that moment when he does make a mistake and he gets caught from
0: behind he admits like you know like get cut me some slack it's only been two days (laughs) exactly and i like i like the high powered intro and right away here's where the aladdin reference comes in when he static flies in on his traditional manhole cover, oh. some guy goes, "I don't care if it's a ladder up there, shoot him!" <laughs> All right, That's it's full circle. It's circle full, thing, as you can see. <laughs> and right away, the the series establishes how fun the action is going to be. At one point, one of the gangsters operates a forklift and tries to. Word. <laughs> Very static under boxes, dude. Go to your job and stop robbing things. Like you're a trained forklift operator.
1: (laughs) Static quickly locks them all up as you know, he's showing off again, just like the extent of his powers. And now he's again, he's been saying that he's only been at this for two days. So we get a jump to a flashback of how he got his powers as he's in his bathroom, he's wrapping in front of the mirror. He's got his electric razor going, trying to trim down the non-existent hairs on his chin. And I got to say, man, this reminded me so much of being 15. I love it.
0: Oh, my God. Yes, this is it captures it perfectly. He's just just a normal kid. He's you can tell he's a little smart, smarter Mm -hmm. than the average bear. And (laughs) you find out pretty quickly that his mother is gone. They reveal go into it a little bit later, but it's just his sister, him and his dad. Mm-hmm. And he's trying just to get through the day, be the cool guy, wear his cap, <laughs> rock that <laughs> cap. He's, he's rocking his red cap hard. And as soon as he gets to school, he's just trying to ask this girl at the homecoming. But hot streak. Well, what, what's his real name? I just Francis. Yes. Francis. 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 There we go. <laughs> Freaking Francis comes up. <laughs> Going like, ooh, Frida, you smell good. This creepy guy. Right? Just instantly canceled, bro. (laughs) Just no. And Static tries to intervene. But unfortunately, uh, (laughs) unfortunately, Francis has been taking his Wheaties because he throws Virgil across the hallway with one hand. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) (laughs) And that, before it looks like Virgil's going to get in trouble, Another guy, Wade, shows up and he throws Francis with one hand. What are the bullies in the school eating?
1: I don't know. I also want to know. Like, this can't be high school. No one should be this big in high school, even animated. <laughs> <They're huge. laughs> so, as Francis walks away, Wade starts talking to to Virgil. Tells him that, like, yo, uh, if you keep doing this, you know. I'll, you, you got to watch out for people like him, but also at the same time, it's like, I can't always just be there for you. So as Virgil's walking away in the earlier scene, forgot to mention, we got introduced to Virgil's best friend, Richie. Uh, Richie's kind of like this cool kid. I will honestly say he's like, he reminds me so much of Greg from everybody hates Chris, but like if Greg was like probably like 10 times cooler, maybe like a sneakerhead. I don't know. Like he just gave that vibe to me. So As they're walking away at the end of school, Richie automatically tells him that, yo, what she did was wild. She never tried to tangle up with Francis because you know how he is. As they're saying their goodbyes, Virgil's walking alone back home. And at this moment, he sees Francis. I'll give him his street name now because he's on the street. He sees F-Stop post up at the lamppost as the rest of F-Stop's crew starts um, making their way towards him.
0: Yeah, and... My God, F-Stop has four guys! Four guys! (laughs) Where did it come from? I'm like, yo, Virgil, respect my man, because this guy has the entire city of Dakota behind him. (laughs) Virgil gets jumped right away. It's just not even fair. Fortunately for him, Wade is coming down the street, and that inspires F-Stop to get out of there. And Wade basically goes up to Virgil and says uh meet us over here at this certain time this certain place we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about some things and on his way it's a i love this moment oh yeah he's on his way and he's like virgil is pretending to be his father talking to himself uh talking to his father and as him and going back and forth and phil lamar gets to go back between two voices <laughs> and you the, the the talent on this fan is just amazing and it's just so fun to watch and after he has this conversation with himself he meets up with wade and it turns out uh wade doesn't want to talk about algebra he wants to talk about a little something different
1: yeah because wade's telling him that yo the amount of times i have to keep having francis stop beating up on you is cutting into my time and it's like all right it's understandable like you know you got to Protect your time when you can. But he tells Virgil that, like, yo, he's always appreciated him, always thought he was cool. However, he's got to do something against Francis because if he keeps jumping in, then there's no benefit for him. So he tells him that, like, you got to join my crew, which Virgil is automatically like, no, I can't do that. Like, I already have an issue with gangs from the past, especially my dad. Just like, there's just a lot about it. So Virgil decides to walk away, but Way still kind of gives him like, the ultimatum is like you either join my gang, or you join my gang. That's it. Like that. That's all it's gonna be. So as Virgil gets home, it's like family dinner time. The his dad and his sister they see what's going on. They they know that something more is going on, but Virgil doesn't share it. So as he heads up to his room, that's when he gets a call from Richie, who. Quick, wait, actually, this actually this stumped me for a minute. Andrew, did you have a? A phone in your room at the age of 40. Hell no. There
0: was one phone in the house. Right? And and if the internet was going, no, you don't yeah, get the phone at all. Yeah. <laughs> so as Virgil's
1: on the phone with Richie, they're basically recapping everything that happened because Richie heard about Virgil being asked to join the gang. And then another call comes through and Wade's like, yo, meet me at the docks because we about to do something. Some stuff's about to go down. And that leads to Virgil finding out as he makes his way over to the docks that a gang fight is happening tonight uh this could be it. this would be like whoever wins owns the block kind of fight
0: and Virgil is handed a gun to go and participate in the fight though ironically they don't use guns in the fight, but that's probably censorship that reasons. was that was my main issue with the fight yeah. actually I assume that's because of censorship they couldn't have teenage kids shooting guns at each other but later they can throw fire at each other but that's a whole other thing (laughs) but um virgil gets a gun and he immediately no hesitation throws it away says i will not i'm not going that far i'm just trying to get out of here i came here just to tell Wade i was out and then things went south and as this (laughs) warriors brawl is going on the cops fly in whole swat team and they one of the bold gang members shoots out one of the police lights with his gun, which is just accuracy. great accuracy. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and the police decide they're gonna fire back. And this I this moment kind of really caught me off guard because I remembered the gas being released and everything part of this but i didn't remember that the police really escalated and they're the 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 catalyst behind this and i mean that's as bold that's bold commentary for a show of that era to to even suggest that idea of the police making a situation worse i i really i was i was really stunned i was not expecting to see it and the police do indeed make the situation worse because they release a bunch of gas that starts immediately mutating all the gang members on the harbor. And including Virgil, who barely gets out of the gate before being overwhelmed by the gas.
1: So we jump to our next day now. Virgil wakes up um, because we see it, but he doesn't realize it. But there are some like purple lightning bolts just traveling around him automatically we just know that Virgil has been mutated by this gas we don't know in any way shape or form what it was but he does have some issues getting out of bed as his blanket starts acting like Dr. Strange's cape and as Virgil is just trying to think it's just like oh it's just like the static electricity I was dealing with yesterday Uh, which is really in hindsight was like a really great nod to a foreshadowing of just what's to come But as Virgil heads into the bathroom, that's when his powers really start to activate. The light turns on by itself. The electric shaver that he was just using yesterday, which clearly shows that he does not know anything about shaving, um, being 15 years old, because I don't think anybody would be growing (laughs) that much hair back already. It starts turning on by itself. And in that moment, we just see all the electricity pouring out of him as he's just astonished by the fact that like, yo, he's a human fuse box right now. So, Normally, most people would probably be freaking out and trying to figure out what's going on. Virgil is just enjoying his powers. And the first thing he does is calls his homeboy, Richie, to meet him at the auto junkyard to show off everything that he can do.
0: Yeah. And this is really the most realistic thing a teenager would do. If they just got <laughs> superpowers. <laughs> yeah. He's just throwing cars around a junkyard, having a, a grand old time. You could see that he can levitate off of. If he's on, attached to something with a metal surface, throw pieces of metal at Will. And he is incredibly strong. Thank God he didn't decide to be evil because Ooh, yeah. <laughs> the city would be in trouble. And Richie is again like, let's go. This is amazing. I He's 100% for it. They start putting together superhero costumes right away, including, I know you caught this one. Mm-hmm. But at one point Virgil puts on a black lightning yes <laughs> costume. And oh man, that is so such so great. So great that they were able to put that joke in there. Then the episode comes full circle. We see Virgil going back to that warehouse where he has subdued these thieves. He left them on the roof, but unlike certain people Batman Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who leaves criminals at high places and doesn't doesn't get them down for police static (laughs) helpfully drops them down onto the ground after he's done thank you thank you Virgil yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) so while static is seeing everything going down uh he sees as well as the criminals going down uh he sees that he's sitting next to some computers for their school so he uses his powers to take all the computers over to the school now, where everybody is there. They're decorating for homecoming. There's a great, just great '90s joke in there about Frida, who is just like wondering where Virgil is, and <laughs> Richie's way of covering for him, telling him to let, oh, he had to go get his VCR fixed. Like you know, when the uh, when that twelve o'clock, twelve o'clock keeps flashing on your screen, that, that means something. Something's wrong with it. And now it's just like, damn. This, this really brought me back. <laughs> but now Static has flown in with the, with the computers and everything. And it's just such a great scene because he's just introducing himself. He's like, my name's Static. I put a shock to your system. He's flirting with Frida. People are loving it. He's decorating. He's cracking the jokes. And the one thing that I loved about this scene was that it didn't just end with him flying off, like, happy with himself. There's this one moment in which he pauses and sees everything that he's done and all the love that he's receiving, especially just the fact that he was talking to Frida and he's like, why is it not this er easy for Virgil? And that's such a great moment because now it's clear that it's just like he has this dual identity and he sees the benefits of both, but he's just leaning, he's realizing how much easier things are for him when He's just like this masked individual. Like he's able to say these things a lot better. He's able to do things and put himself out there a bit more, which is just so great to see. Because it's something that I feel like, especially growing up, and I'm especially sure it is now, that we tackle with a lot. Like, what is our identity? How do we, what identity do we put forth? Because is something going to be easier for one group of people than this? For it's a basically a little bit like code switching as a superhero.
0: Hmm. Yeah, 100% agree that it was nice to see that it didn't instantly solve his problems getting the powers. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's now created a whole new host of problems for him to deal with. And after having this easy debut as a hero, he gets an easy win over some criminals. Now it's time for him to face something a little bit more his level. And that's the main crux of the second episode. Now, in the second episode, it is clear there are all metahumans are everywhere. They're saying hundreds yes. of people were exposed to this gas. And most of them were not the most reputable characters, as we're told. So that has instantly sets up the series for an endless amount of villains. Mm-hmm. And, and one of those villains is our boy F-Stop, Francis. Unfortunately, he got the superpower lottery and now has seemingly limitless fire powers. Mm-hmm. And immediately after he breaks out, he decides to just go murder Virgil <laughs> straight up. He was ready to burn this boy to a crisp on sight. You don't mean to laugh, but it's just like, see, this is exactly why certain people should not have superpowers. <laughs> 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 it's crazy that he he was just ready to do it fortunately Virgil's able to transform into a superhero identity in time to face hot streak but mm-hmm. in a surprising twist of events Virgil chokes yeah he's ahead of the game he's got hot streak on the rope but he just can't take him down and even richie questions what what's going on and Virgil really sad. just goes, I, I choked. I, I can't believe it. This was easy and I I couldn't do it. And again, it's continuing on with his questions of identity and the dual identity, just showing that he still has some trauma. Like it doesn't go away just because he has powers. He still Mm -hmm. has that fear inside of him. And that fear is also reflected in the father who is at the city council meeting, asking real questions to the mayor, like, yo, mayor, there's a hundred superpowered kids running around. What are you about to do about it? What's your plan? And the mayor is kind of dodging his questions. And Virgil, luckily, he's gonna go get some answers. Along with the
1: fact of him dealing with these newfound powers and what does it mean? He's like trying to figure out will my powers be growing. So there's a nice little B plot that happens here as Virgil heads on over to the doctor. And during this time, he and the doctor are talking about the changes in his body. Now remember, Virgil's a 14-year-old boy at this time. So the doctor is just automatically chalking this up to puberty and everything. Virgil's trying to put forward the idea like, hey, I kind of got superpowers and it's um, but doesn't want to ag- exactly say it. But he does mention that, like, His newfound things are happening to his body are connected to a lot of people, which is a really great little adult joke here as the (laughs) doctor questions, does your father know what you've been doing? (laughs) (laughs) So once they get everything cleared up, fortunately, Virgil um, leaves the blood sample and now he's only got to deal with clearly now the mayor is up to no good as well as trying to figure out like is there anything different about his blood so while at the park the mayor which is very again just very old school spy kind of 90s kind of feel the mayor heads over to a duck pond to go feed the ducks as she has a secret meeting with edwin alva who according to richie makes bill gates look broke (laughs) the the two of them are talking and it's clear that um according to edwin alva that the mayor is about to cave she's not she's no longer cool with accepting the money that edwin alva has been dropping towards her so he calls his henchmen and his goons to tell him that delete all the evidence connecting us to the meta mutagenic gas that was at the storage unit and also you know we definitely want to keep this work going so delete it but put it on a separate file. So now it's up to Static to jump in. And instead of just going out there, beating up bang babies as now they're now being called, he decides to head on over to Alva Industries to get the disc so that he can prove and release it, showing that Edwin Alva is responsible for the bang baby and the big bang crisis that's happened in Dakota. Unfortunately, this leads to Static fighting off against probably was like, Edwin Alva's top goon, because this dude is ridiculously jacked for no reason to be,
0: like, the right-hand man. Oh, you guys thought the jacked was going to end with movies? Hell no. <laughs> Everyone's jacked <laughs> in the DC universe. <laughs> this jacked henchman captures Static and in a glass case and ends up filling it with the kind of gas that looks like it'll kill you. Just straight-up mm-hmm. kill you. And here's a, a really good demonstration of who Static is as a hero, because instead of forcing his way out with pure muscle, he thinks, "Well, there's pressure. The gas is building a pressure. So if I increase the pressure with my powers, then theoretically the glass will break, and it does. And he's able to get free and get the with the evidence. So now you're going to see that he's not always going to brute force his way out of things. He's going to really f- sit down and think and apply scientific concepts, which is amazing to see, you know, there are comparisons to mm-hmm. Spider-Man for a reason because he is, is, he's a young hero that is wise beyond his years and really knows how to apply scientific concepts to, to use them in battle because you give a normal person the Spider-Man or statics powers, most likely they're not going to do much, but you put it in the hands of a genius and they, it's a game changer.
1: Long story short, parents, let your kids watch cartoons. There's some educational-ass shit in there. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we get another cutscene. Francis is broken out of the hospital where he was being held at. He's attacking people in the park. And as... Throwing hot dogs like a savage. Yo, like, that was just so... The amount of wasted hot dogs this man done did. (laughs) So, as this attack is going down... Richie and Virgil happen to be walking along the same path. Now Virgil's running away because he's going to go suit up. But you know, even as he's suiting up, he's expressing that yes, he still has his fear about tackling up against Francis. But if he's not there to do it, there's nobody else to do it. So he has to go. And in a great moment, which I loved, Richie's running alongside him as static is in full gear, flying away. He's just telling him that, yo, remember you're not only Virgil anymore, you're also Static. So you got to remember, you got to think like Static. You got to be like Static. F-Stop does not have any power over Static. He may have taken out Virgil, but Static is who you are right now. So Static is who's going to take out Hot Streak. And man, I got to say, Richie's a ride or die, son. Like, yes, he needs to be in every person's corner because he was just dropping the most inspirational. He's like up there right now with like Optimus Prime and Captain America, in my opinion. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Richie. Richie is so—it's so, it's such a great conversation. I love just Virgil when he, Richie's going. You know, you got to wait for the firemen, and you, come on, just—you don't have to do it. And Virgil just goes, "I got to." That's it. There's no other debate about this. He just runs into battle, and during the fight, I don't know why Virgil carried the disc with all the evidence with him. Yeah, he did yeah and it gets burned up <laughs> not a good move bro like, why did you do this leave it with richie right so it gets burned up and this causes static to go super saiyan and <laughs> yeah he embraces his full he goes to gets his full electric potential and they eventually he's facing us on hot streak in the middle of the park and hot streak's like well you're, you're finished bro because there's no metal around here your power is primarily working on metal and static is like dude we're in the city there's metal everywhere pulls up a pipe sprays hot streak with sewage in one of the smartest yet most disgusting defeats we have ever seen <laughs> on a <children's laughs> tv show and static claims victory the only question i have is static are you going to put that main sewage line back because that Slur. looks like it's going to take a lot of hours to fix
1: work i was wondering the same thing because i was just like you could have just brought it back down you could have definitely fixed that up in like two seconds compared to the taxpayer dollars that's going to go into that now we don't know what's going to happen to the mayor because you know we obviously know that there's some corruption going on so as they're now at home virgil and richie are up in their room reading some comics they're having another great conversation here and which again Parents, let your kids watch cartoons because they, Virgil's talking about the Roman King Pyrrhus, who um, during this battle lost so many men, that even though that he won, was it truly a victory? And that is the definition of a pirate victory. So as they're having this conversation, Virgil gets a call from Dr. Harris who tells him that his electrolytes are high. And he's like freaking out because he's just like, yo, um, I don't know anything about electricity in the body. Why would I know why my electrolytes are high? And Dr. Harris explains to him that it really only means, bro, that you need to stop eating so many salty foods, which I'm not going to lie. That kind of hurt me a little bit because I felt, I felt a little <laughs> targeted there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, they almost looked at the screen like, yo, eat a vegetable. <laughs> that's that's like coming for your whole neck. <laughs> So
1: that is how our kind of like intro episodes of Static end here with episode two. And we jump into episode three, which kind of gives us some more time to just experience who Static is in the more everyday scenario.
0: At this point, we're getting into the more serialized stuff. So it's not going to be too heavy on a story as the first two, Mm -hmm. but there's still some fun stuff in here. So, the main episode main focus of this episode is there's an athlete around who everyone loves. He's the most popular kid in school and against all odds, he comes to Virgil to get tutored. And while they're hanging out, they're getting tutored, everyone's trying to spend more time with the popular kid <laughs> while Virgil's tutoring him. The athlete's just like, "Oh, I got to I got to go. I got to go right now." And He's having stomach aches, and once he gets on the bus, he transforms into this plasma-like creature that just can't really control anything that he's doing. And as he is trying to get a handle of his powers, Ebon, the best, my in my opinion, the best mm-hmm. villain in Static Shock, uh, a villain who has these shadow powers that allow him to travel basically wherever he needs to go, uh, climb up walls as a shadow and who is always just so smart and savvy. He picks up the athlete and says, Hey, uh, I got a proposition for you.
1: As they're talking, Yvonne's telling him that, Hey, you know, you've been, you're clearly one of us now. Like, I'm trying to gather up some metahumans from my own gang, trying to take over now. Like, it's clear that the the age of Francis and Wade, of them running the streets, is over. Ebon's coming in, trying to take over. So he tells them that, like, by joining me, I can make sure you have some food, some home, and some money. Because right now, those are the essentials that looks like you're missing. Because you can't go back home. Ain't nobody going to love you, and anybody going to appreciate you, and anybody going to respect you because of the way you look. So as they're talking, uh, we cut to a scene where we're adding a little bit to the static mythos here. As Static gets his new this new device, the static saucer, which Richie has created, which, again, these are like 14-year-old kids. So I have no <laughs> idea how the hell you create thought of this because um, it is a portable and flo- foldable flying disc that Static can use that he can ride on by sending an electrical charge through it. Because it is a mylar alloy, I never had this kind of thought process at even twenty-one. Where the hell did this come from?
0: We have to assume that like there's a Star Labs offshoot <laughs> somewhere in this universe, and Richie just like really likes reading the articles at Star <laughs> Lab pub. Uh, Uberton comes up with some great. I mean, Harrison Wells comes up with some right. great, <laughs> great articles that are really engaging to young folk. But it is it is an iconic part of his his character, the the foldable sphere. So it's it's great to see it introduced so so early on. Mm-hmm. And as he's floating around on his new ride, Ebon decides to send I I I forget everyone's names, but I'm gonna say oh, yep. Evil Hawk Girl Evil and <laughs> Light Blade McGee. i
1: like it i like it (laughs) Um,
0: but he sends them after static and they go into a brief fight and Ebon eventually gets static and says look look, look. yo we could have messed you up really but don't worry about it all we really wanted to do was recruit you and we knew you know we couldn't just come straight up talk to you so we just wanted to recruit you for our gang and static's like uh no thank you and what I like about this is back in, again, back in those days, animation was more focused on being serialized. You could jump into any episode with a loose understanding of continuity, but it really wasn't focused on building up things. But here, you go back to episode one, you know why he's not joining any gangs, yep. why he's not even questioning it. So I like that this is a natural. Makes complete sense. He's not even going to question like joining a gang again. It's it's a rap. It's a no for him, dog.
1: <laughs> so as static leaves or gets rather pushed out by Yvonne. He's walking and talking with Richie now, Virgil's talking with Richie, as they start heading over to where Derek's home is at, because he's been missing for the past couple days. He's missing from their tutoring sessions from school. And as they get to the home, Derek's mom opens the door and she tells him that he hasn't been home either. Now, back at the hideout where the breed is at, Derek is trying to transform himself back into his regular self, but it's not happening as Ebon's pushing once again to be like, hey, you're here with us now. So you don't need to worry about your old self. So they start heading over to a sports center or like a like kind of like a Models or a Dick's Sporting Goods <laughs> store. And they're attacking an armored truck, which also I was shocked to see. I never knew that armored truck stopped by. Sporting good stores. <laughs> hey, man, they were moving those baseballs in that town. <laughs> <laughs> so, as um Debris takes out the armor truck, Static comes through, and at one point, he hears Ebon or one of the other people called Destruct by his real name, Derek. So, at that moment, Static puts two and two together, realizes that. Destruct is actually Derek that's been influenced by the, everything dealing with the the Big Bang, and as Destruct is able to push Static out the way into what seems like his death, Static heads back home. He talks with Richie as they're now trying to find the station that Static was first taken to um, when he first met up with Ebon and them. Introducing, well, I would like to. I think I want to do this for our, for our season now. Count how many DC references pop up in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Only the best ones will survive. (laughs) Yes, because we get the first DC reference pops up here as the train station that they were found at is at Milestone Street, connected to our Milestone media, the origin of Static Shock, at Cohen Avenue, who's credited Dennis Cohen as one of the creators of Static
0: Shock. So bam, that is your DC reference for today. (laughs) It it is great. It's a great place for the final... Confrontation where Static is just able to get through to dare and just mm-hmm. say, you know, this isn't all it has to be. And I know you got a bad deal in life. I know you're, you're meta human power. Cause they do also briefly talk about how Static, he wasn't changed by the power. Evil hot Girl, Ebon, and Derek, they all have all their bodies twisted by these powers. But Static is able to function mm-hmm. as a normal human being and blend in, and that factors in to this to their angst and everything. But fortunately, Static is able to get through to Derek, defeat Ebon for the first of what will be many times. And Derek decides to make the incredibly bold choice of submitting himself to a hospital to be studied in the hopes of, reversing his condition and maybe others. So that ends our
1: episode three as Virgil and Richie are walking away, um, which I think is something that's going to be kind of like constant throughout the series. Cause I've seen it not only in this one, but also in our next episode grounded as we open up to our second most Jack character, the rat that helped to open up this scene. This thing was bigger than a New York city rat and it was never touched by any big bang gas. So I have no idea why it was so
0: big. Was it was it a rat or an armadillo? I didn't I couldn't know. <laughs> Well, it was first the rat, and then we saw the armadillo pop out. <laughs> but honestly, the rat scared me the most. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the rat before the yes, okay. Master Splinter, gangster cousin. <laughs> yes.
1: So we the armadillo, um, which funly name is Carmen Dillo, his actual real name. Um, pops out the garbage he heads over to a restaurant that's across the street and attacks his couples eating some food there as static interrupts the two of them fight leading into a confrontation in um in a lot where some a building is being built but as carmen Dillo gets the upper hand over static as Static is knocked over the ground starts rumbling they're wondering is this an earthquake and then the scariest thing ever pops up from the ground a giant paramecium. I think it's whoa, a paramecium. Whoa, can we
0: say that on this show? <laughs> but if you ever wondered what happened to the 1% of germs that you don't kill with your hand sanitizer, it turns into this. <laughs> this giant amorous blob that can just devastate these other metahumans. So right now, all they're worried about is how to stop this. And this creature seems pretty, pretty resilient, but luckily Virgil manages to hold it off, Mm -hmm. but knows there is something really weird going on that maybe has something to do with the bet, the big bang or not. And because uh, I, I don't know what the, the logic was behind this, (laughs) <laughs> the rest of the plot line, but <laughs> Virgil's friend, Frida works for the journalism club and their budget is being cut. So they decide to go to the school at night and print out a paper illegally to, yeah. to insist why the journalism department should be reinstated at the same time that Virgil will return to the school to analyze the amoeba with the science equipment. What the
1: hell? (laughs) Simple answer. It was the 90s to 2000s. We always had to have one episode in which the kids snuck into the school. Another episode in which there was some budget cuts to some kind of club that was happening. We were just fortunate to have it all happen in the same episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it all comes together. And... At one point, it's clear that the blob can multiply, it can divide itself, and it's not clear how they can stop it. So Virgil ends up in the ceiling. I I love this, just the coincidences in this episode (laughs) that Virgil ends up crawling through the ceiling vents and falling into the room where all the journalism students have been locked into. And he can't get out of there with static powers because, you know, he doesn't want to reveal himself. So he has to wait for Richie to come, pretend to unlock the door, and while he's freeing <laughs> with the static powers. somebody <laughs> many coincidences? Also added into the mythos here real
1: quick, too, we have another static item added to um, to his belt. We have the shock box. This is how they're able. Richie and Static are able to keep in communication, and how he was able to tell Richie to come on over to the other side to unlock the door, while at the same time Richie's freaking out and calling to to Virgil, saying like, "Yo, Paramecium is rolling through the school and destroying everything because it's trying to come back and collect the piece that you had cut off." So we we gotta you gotta do something, and. As they're able to finally get out, they're cornered at the same time by the Paramecium. There's a janitor who's also roaming around. He's been mopping the floors the entire day.
0: (laughs) This man gets no breaks. Right?
1: It's like, pay this man some overtime. He's working harder than Alfred out here, yo. (laughs) But luckily enough, by him still sticking around, the chemicals that he's using to mop the floors happened to harm the bacteria, which works out to Stag's advantage because after he's able to protect everybody to get them out of the school, he's finally able to take the actual um, jugs of chemicals and spray them over the paramecium, shriveling it up to nothing. So um, I don't know what was in this thing. It was probably like a combination of Lysol and bleach. And
0: I I don't know if they should be using this in the schools. <laughs> that was another thing too. <laughs> It looks like a little bit strong. Maybe he's been high off of the fumes all day, and that's why he hasn't noticed it's night. I don't, I, I
1: don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know for real. I do not know why he was still there. Um, yeah, we wrap up now. He's also nowhere to be seen in the wrap up.
0: I think he. Maybe he's passed out. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, the episode ends on a bizarre note where a bunch of reporters show up to the yes. school at night. I guess they followed the paramecium. And the kids are like, yeah, we were here to save journalism. And they the kids hand out their newspaper, school newspaper to all these journalists, and the journalists are like, yeah, let's read it. In night. What? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think this also earns the so um, far the most absurd static episode.
0: <laughs> um, yes, so- by far. It started out with a weird armadillo man and it ended up with the, the 90, the 1% of germs nearly killing everybody. <laughs> so normally this would be the part where we give individual ratings, but it's a series. It's, it's a TV series. So it's, we're going to do something a little different. Uh, by the end of this, we're gonna have the definitive ranking of every Static Shock episode. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put it on put it on the list for everybody to enjoy, and we're gonna get into the full thing of that later. But just off the bat, the lightning round: out of this bunch, your favorite and your least favorite episode <laughs> out of this bunch of four. I think. <laughs> I mean, we already know the least
1: favorite. I think <laughs> that was a Kevin. <laughs> This is the Hopefully
0: it won't be this obvious every week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Least favorite definitely has to go hands down to my boy, the Paramecia because when your whole episode could have been solved with a bottle of Lysol, that's not <laughs> a real threat. Best episode, I have to actually give it to episode two. I think it showed the most depth of static. Um, I love that little power-up scene. It was just so iconic. I like, remember as I was watching it, I was like, yeah, let's go. Like, the theme song was playing in my head. And I was just like, that's why I love that second episode so much. How about you? Best and worst episode.
0: <laughs> well, the worst is obviously episode two. No. Uh, <laughs> least favorite here. Again, I agree. Armadillo and the 1% of germs. I, I just couldn't get into that one. I, I That one was a little too weird for me. But, and I also agree. The best was episode two, just showing static smarts, how he gets out of situations with cleverness and his abilities, and a nice emotional arc for him where he really learns a lesson.
1: Yeah, agree. All right, so that was it for our show. And I know you're probably thinking, what, that's it for episodes? Well, don't worry, because we also got a little bit of comic book for y'all. Because again, Static Shock is based off the comic book superhero, Static. So today's section, we're calling it New Hero Who this? (laughs) Oh, all right. All right. Yes, because not only did static, we were introduced to static, but we're also introduced to the idea of, of identity here in a lot of these episodes. Like how does he balance the being able to communicate with the people he knows as both identities, like how much does he has to hold back and how much she is putting forward of himself in one identity versus the other. So started off with a little bit of history uh static was created in 1993 it was first introduced in I love the title already of this particular comic and static number one you don't start none there won't be none (laughs) and he was created by Dwayne McDuffie Derek T Dingle Dennis Cohen Michael Davis they all came together back in the day for Milestone Media that was published under DC Comics and I'll talk about milestone. Hopefully, I'd love to do like a bonus episode on milestone media. I think the history there is just so rich, and the characters that they create help to create is just even better. Especially because they're blowing up, y'all. They're coming soon to TV screens, movie theaters, everything you can think of. They'll be there. As I mentioned, Stack was introduced in Stack Number One, and that was released in June of 1993. Virgil Hawkins was created to be, and Andrew, I'm glad you pointed this out. He was created to be the modern day Spider Man archetype. Mm. At that time, I think it was like Spider Man had been reaching like a reaching up in years. He was an adult, probably in I don't know in college or something like that. So Dwayne McDuffie and the rest of the Marvel Media wanted to create a hero that had that same kind of vibe. Somebody who was smart, somebody who was goofy, who was able to roll with the punches, literally and figuratively. And, you know, somebody that like, no matter what age you were to be a kid, a teenager, a young adult, you were going to gravitate towards him because he had interests very similar to yours, his lifestyles, his upbringing is very similar to yours. And more, most importantly, he's black, like that was the biggest thing about him, that was the thing that helped to connect us to him because with Spider-Man, he was always been Peter Parker. He's always been the white kid living in Queens. So it's just like being, you know, you're kind of like your nerdy kid. You gravitated towards him. But now you have Static. You have Virgil Hawkins, who's this new kid on the block who looks a lot like us. You know, there weren't many BIPOC superheroes back in the day. And Dwayne McDuffie and Static helped to really open up that door a lot. So going into a little bit of um, the creation of this history, I'm going to call him out by his full name. So apologies to to Virgil if he's (laughs) listening out there. Virgil Ovid Hawkins. (laughs) That's the boy's full name. Damn, government name. All right. (laughs) Expose him. Yep. So his name actually originates from the Florida attorney, the Black Florida attorney, who spent the last decades of his life fighting to be able to practice law in Florida because he was denied admission to the University of Florida School of Law based off his race. So it wasn't until after his death and a petition by numerous attorneys that he was finally able to be instated into the Florida bar. But his name is in honor of that same attorney, who was actually Flor- um, Virgil D. Hawkins. The Ovid comes from the fact that, which is a great little nod that they do in the comic books is based off of um, two Roman names, the Virgil and Ovid, great writers, to once again show this um, love and appreciation for education and, and the arts and just overall classicism that Virgil Hawkins has exhibited in this series as a whole. So it's just like, it's really cool to have this connection that, you know, no, most people probably wouldn't have realized, especially because it's just like, hey, he's like, he doesn't have like, His name is so similar to mine, but there's a strong history behind it. So finding out about this, I was like, this is pretty cool that we're able to create a hero like this. And he's not even at this point, he's Virgil Hawkins, not even like Static yet. So back now to Static himself, I'll be honest, I haven't read that many Static comics growing up. There are a total of 45 in the original run, and then there are a couple of... um. Spinoffs that they did. Some of them are a little bit of reboots, like Rebirth of Cool. Some of them are like newer ones that popped up in New 52. And now they've been really kind of introducing them more. But these original ones where the show is based off of, they're a little bit difficult to find, in my opinion. Like, do you remember seeing a
0: static comic growing up, Andrew, or at least popping up anywhere? I couldn't say I, I did. Like, I, I think I was lucky enough to find an anthology of sorts at mm-hmm. a book fair once. I still have that copy because it's, it's so hard to come by. And yeah, I think part of it was accessibility that really the easiest way to find static was to catch a rerun or to, or if you're our age, you catch it live on WB. So (laughs) it, it was, it was harder and there are definitely barriers and things in the way, but yeah, it was hard to find a static comic to, to just read and learn about the character.
1: You're right. Cause like some of these comics are just like hard to find. Like I was able to find one at like a local bookstore in a town completely outside of even where I live, like in a whole other state. So uh, as soon as I saw it, I had to buy it. But right now, the lowest asking price for static number one is $75. So when you think about that comic dropping in in 1993, it's probably most of those times they were probably just under a dollar, a little over a dollar. The highest amount that I've seen so far is 300. Ooh. So it's going to be a little difficult to find some static comics. Fortunately, um, you know, quick shout out to DC Universe Infinite that's now transitioned over into a complete digital comic book site. They've been dropping the static comics there, old ones and new ones. So that right now, I'm hoping that, you know, people out there, listeners out there will join me on this journey as I'm now diving into reading these static comics because they're great. And just overall, like, to be real, those stories are relevant as fuck. Like, it's crazy Mm -hmm. how, as you mentioned, just seeing that scene of how the police were able to have some kind of involvement in everything that happened that escalated it. That's something that gets echoed out throughout all the different iterations of Static that I've seen so far. And they're going to become even more relevant because, you know, Michael B. Jordan is producing the the live action Static film where we just secured the writers for those. There's as announced at DC Fandoms, is an animated crossover film with the entire Milestone, the verse coming, and already there have been several new comics of Static and other Milestone characters drop in right now. I think Statics dropped this like at least like third issue of comics right now in the newer run, but each one introduces us to Virgil, this like 13 to 15 year old kid from Dakota who's much like us. He's like <laughs> very much in the comics, very much in the video games. Like likes to rap in front of the mirror. Um, he, he doesn't have to shape as much as we do, but <laughs> but he's always been this kind of like cool kid. And um even in the original comics from 1993 we get the same group of characters that we see here. Like Wade uh makes the appearance, he actually has a bit more of a presence in the comics than he does in the show. Like he isn't just a one episode person and gone. Like, to be honest, I've always had a theory that maybe Wade was Ebon. Like, I, oh, okay. I've always wanted to figure that out. So Wade is a friend of Static as well. He kind of takes on the identity and the personalities of a little bit of um, Wade in that first comic. And then also um, Derek in the third episode, I mean, because the it, the reason why the two of them bond is Virgil ended up tutoring Larry, who his name is Larry Wade. So that's how they made they became friends richie is also in it but he actually goes more by richard or rick and i haven't gone to a point where the two of them are as close as they are in the tv show um maybe it's something that pops up later on in the series but as of right now they're pretty much just like happen to be in the same friend group but don't really communicate with each other and last but not least frida she is a big part of the comic book series like she actually takes on the role of richie in the comics um static or virgil has a thing for frida always has ever since they met each other they talk on the phone daily in fact but she doesn't know i think that virgil likes her the way that he does so once he becomes static he gets a little bit more confident in his in his approach and is at that point where he actually actively starts to hit on frida while both as virgil and as static but after the events of, very similar to our second episode, which Static or Virgil does have a disagreement with, who's not called Francis in the comics, at least on that slow part scene, he's called B-Money B, or Biz Money B. Uh, this is Hot Streak's real name. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so they get into a similar altercation as they do in the first um, episode and the second episode. And the comic does read a lot kind of like how I did it in the, um, in the show where it's like Virgil tells the story of his origin as a flashback. But this time he tells the story to Frida because after getting beat up by hot streak, this is when um, Frida unmasked him and she sees that Virgil is actually static. And this is when he reveals everything to her, his feelings for her, his origin, why he lost against Hot Streak, because at the time of when Static got his powers, very similarly to being told that he needs to join this gang, or you know, that like he has to shoot F Stop in order to, or beat Bizmoney B in order to protect himself. This is when um the Big Bang does happen, and he's assuming that Hot Streak is dead, but it's a, this is why it's such a bigger surprise in the comic, which really echoed well in the shows. The last thing that does happen that I do want to bring up is there is a bit of a big change in which uh, Virgil handled the gun situation. The gun is a gift from Wade, same way it was in the in the show. But this time, Virgil sits on the gun a little bit longer than he does. He doesn't get it at the docks. He gets it well beforehand. He's having this internal battle with himself of, do I use this? And there's scenes in which really well-drawn scenes, and it looks like he's pointing the gun at F-stop or Hot Streak. It's just going to get too confusing if I keep going between (laughs) the comic book name and the show name. It looks like he's pointing the gun at Hot Streak. But this is when he's just like, I could do it. I could pull this trigger. I could end this all right now. However, I'm not a killer. And that's when he throws a gun into the lake or the river. So I can see why they had dialed it down in the TV show, because it is again, marketed to kids. The comic is much more adult. There's much, there's a lot more scenes that like, you know, like during our time period, you might be taken aback from it. But at that time, I can understand why they were written like this, because these are stories about communities that we grew up in or communities that are very similar to ours. So it's like reading a lot of this stuff. I was just like, yeah, I, I've probably seen something like this happen or i've been involved in something like this so i'm glad that milestone created this story and this character because again they did such a great job in creating a character that we can connect with no matter how old we are so that was static's history overall the other big change before i completely close off uh virgil's mother is still alive in the comics That's something that I'm at a point now To I don't know if this is going to change in the future. Again, I hope that people out there will join on this journey as we read through DC Universe's um, access to the static comics that are out there. But having this kind of change really does change the game on how he communicates and how I see the communication between his father in the show and his mother in the comic books because they both do a very similar style of, presence in their lives but his mother is definitely much more crass with like being like yo you can't be can't be fucking up like this (laughs) you know who we are you not see the color of our skin we can't be doing that but yeah this is i love this comic so far i'm very happy to continue reading it um because it does give me a much more adult style of static that um hopefully maybe in the live action or other stories that we're going to be seeing more of Um, So very happy to continue on this journey and especially with our series here as we are running through the entire 52 episodes that make up the Static Shock series. Yep.
0: So for a pop every time we're going to come back, we can't promise they're going to be armadillos throughout (laughs) the whole run, but we'll bring a lot more fun as we cover this landmark series that just is so influential and so important to us growing up. And it's fun to talk about it here. Yeah.
1: Until next time, you know, um, just keep on watching. Again, the entire Static Shock series is available on HBO Max. If you have it, you can stream it there. The comics are available on DC Universe. Or you can head on over to your local comic book shop if you're lucky enough to find one there. But in the meantime, take care of yourselves and, um, you know, follow Virgil's motto. And don't, don't join any
0: gang violence. And do not mess around with that 1% adjourns.
1: Now that we've finished talking about our DC animated content, here are some recommended readings for you. All these comics and more can be found at your local comic shop, so remember to venture out and support your part of the source wall. And tell them Andrew and Shamar sent you. First comic on our list is Static. These comics from 1993 created by Milestone Media serve as the origin of Static in our series source material. Next we have Static Season 1. This ongoing 2021 comic by Vita Ayala and Crisscross. Cross gives us a modern retelling of Static's early years and includes characters that we saw in the TV series. The one thing that is missing though is how he got his powers which you can find in Milestone Returns number zero. In February of 2021 we saw the release of this one-shot comic featuring art by Milestone co-founder Dennis Cowan. This comic brings back all the heroes in the Milestone universe including Static. Virgil gets his powers during the Big Bang, but this time it is during the release of an experimental tear gas used at a march for Black Lives Matter. Again, the thing we love about comics and stories like these is that social commentary. That's all for our list. Thank you for listening and be sure to rate, review, and follow yet another DC Animated Podcast. Also, interact with us on social media for news on upcoming content. Take care and we'll see you for the next issue.